Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Three Take Ashley Brooke Roberts. <laughs> and this is a podcast all about reality television. And today we're actually going to talk about some reality television. Fingers crossed, folks. It might happen today. We had a horrible night of TV watching and I have started to rewatch a classic reality television program. So I can't wait to get into that. I forgot about that. That's right. There is a little bonus content here. Be, uh, I mean, not bonus. It's it's actually regular content, but we're going to put in the regular show. But it is something that I did not know we were going to talk about until we decided to talk about it. It feels bonus for us. Sorry, guys. We put a little collar on Lily that has a bell, and it is just provided so much entertainment. <laughs> yeah, our cat Lily is... Uh, she hasn't had a collar on her for the entire time being our cat. Um, I think we bought one, which is the one that we have on her now. Like, yeah. Very early yeah. in, in in having Lily in our lives. And I don't know what it was. Uh, we just didn't feel like we wanted to put it on her for some reason. It didn't have tags. I know why. It's because she was a freaking Brooklyn house cat and there was no chance she was getting out. Like Lily's not escaping a Brooklyn apartment. If she gets out the front door, she's in a hallway. You know what I mean? So it never for a second did I think Lily was going to be able to escape, but we had this. It's a breakaway collar. It's your classic cat collar from PetSmart. It's got a little bell on it. It's got the moon and the stars because our kitty loves astrology. And what happened here, the reason why I pulled it out of her, her cat box, Nick, is because we had the patio door open and Lily made like a running dart for it. And I was like, oh, this is a we're living in an environment where Lily could possibly get out like there's a point zero zero two percent chance of it happening but it could and if she does I want someone on the street to be like oh look that cat has a home I can tell because she has a collar she has a collar but she's so cute we are gonna eat her anyway that's what I <laughs> assume the person on the street says yeah, she uh, and it has provided some some first of all some real adorable moments. She, so cute. She's got a little bell on her neck now, and so when she kind of walks out of places, she kind of announces herself by she jingle jangles, jingle jangling, and it's very cute. And her head, we didn't realize her head looked like such a little fat bean. But we didn't uh, realize her head was so poofy until we put the collar on, and it, it almost looks like the collar is tight. Like yeah. you're like, is the collar? But you can get like four fingers under there, and it's like, no, she just has a ton of fur poofing out. So she's got this little head poof now. What I thought was going to happen was that she was going to try and get it off, but she seems to love it. She immediately took to it. She walks up to you and then jingle jangles in front of you, like, look at my little bell. Uh, it's almost as if she's wearing a necklace she's proud of. Yeah, she does seem to have taken to it, and uh, it's, uh, is, is, uh, it's precious. And... Um, yeah, I always kind of assumed she just had no neck and just kind of like a real round little stink head. And uh, she does have a round stink head, but she does have a neck. She just has the, the fur has been covering it up. So it, it has um, taught me some about my cat. But um, very happy to have Jingle Jangles now. That's her new name is Jingle Jangles, Jingle Jangling Around. She's so cute. She must have worn a collar in her previous life. Lily lived for like... I don't know, 18, no, like 14 months before we came around. We don't know much about that time. So she, we put the collar on and she just snapped right into her little house kitty mode. Um, she is still, I don't know, I guess we probably talked about it last week, but we got that automatic uh, 
uh, that automatic scooping self-cleaning litter box is a dream it's great it really is great and what's fun is she takes a little poop in there and then she like walks away and 20 minutes later the machine turns on and like scrapes it kind of like shovels the poop into a different compartment uh and you can kind of hear it and then so she like well all of a sudden like you hear uh she's just chilling in front of us and then all of a sudden you hear and she jumps up she goes and watches her she poop goes, get shoveled. <laughs> she goes and watches this strange poop monster that eats her poop for some reason. <laughs> she watches the show. She sits there, watches the show. She'll if you go with her, she'll look up at you and ask questions. She'll meow, meow, yeah, meow. Why, meow, why, meow, why, 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 why is this robot feeding off of my poo? I, I don't understand, mommy and or daddy. Yeah, which is what I assume she sounds like. But um. Yeah, I, I I feel like we we did have. Uh, should we jump right into our like just because I kind of feel like it's a, it's a night from us. It's not exactly television, but should we start with maybe the the night of terrible television? Well, first off, I, I think I interrupted you before you plugged all of our stuff. Oh sure, is it um, too late in the pod? Oh God, no! Uh, <laughs> never too late for a plug. Patreon.com forward slash Reality Blows. Uh, sign up for our bonus tier. Get two bonus episodes a month. April 1's coming out in a few days. Oh, man, is it coming out soon. <sighs> Watch out. It's coming, and it's going to hit you right in the pod machines. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, if you still haven't rated our podcast five stars on the Apple Podcast app, go ahead and do that. I think you might be able to give us a rating on Spotify. I know some people listen on Spotify. And if you are, like, super old school and you're going right to SoundCloud to listen, which I'm not too sure anybody does or some people do, but I do get notifications on there all the time on our account. They do seem like bots. It's a lot of people being like, hey, great track. Listen, work with me and I'll get you seen everywhere. And it's like I get about two of those a day. Um, if any of you people are actually real and have contacted us and try to get our hot tracks out there, uh, thank you, but uh, no thank you. We don't want any publicity for this show we want to make sure that we stay under the radar we don't want to get too big ever god forbid we Nick, make a stop. dime off of the, oh, don't sorry. put that out into the universe sorry. just get to the get, wrap it up i got another I, lily thing to say i think we're done with the lily things but i'm definitely done with uh our plugs i mean we, we rate I mean, us five stars on the apple podcast app you guys listen i don't know if we told you about this last week but we have these like um dinner candles what would you call those like you know the, the long skinny candle holders that you put the long skinny candles in right i got them at goodwill for like 50 cents a piece um i just was it was on a whim there's four of them we've positioned them around lily's bed and so she looks like goth kitty okay that's the last update that's the last update. she does look like a gothic cat it's and, like the lily shrine and it's uh very adorable i enjoy looking at it plus because she's got that now that uh witchy sort of collar it all makes yeah sense. it all comes together before we get into the night of bad tv i wanted to talk about the smoothie Oh no! Wow, guys, I almost, I almost <laughs> took this story away from you. I almost took this story away from you, and I'm glad Ashley has a has a mind like a trap. So this last week, I had the week off after having that job, and let me just tell you, it is such a pleasure to have the week off. I mean, I still had like the regular things I'm doing every day, doing all the work on my career that no one's really asking me to do. You know, my daily work with me videos on YouTube, which I love. I'm actually doing a raffle over there this week. So if you want to get in on that, go check out Welcome to My Desk on YouTube and work with me for an hour and then uh, learn about the details of the raffle and enter it because it's going to be fun. Um, but so just doing my, my little, my projects, uh, last week. And so on Friday, 
Friday, Friday, Friday, Nick Maritato said to me, hey, I've got to go do some paperwork business stuff. i got to go to the bank. I have to get some forms notarized, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to ride along with me? And listen to me when I tell you this, friends. Usually in this situation, I say, no, I'm too busy. i got to make TikToks. i got to make a TikTok, babe. But this day, I was like, sure, I'll ride around in the car with you. Let's go. So we, uh, we get in the car. And um, also, you should also know an important part of this also is that I have been running. Yeah, I've ran three times in the past week. And so when you're running, and I had run Friday morning, and I was hungry. I wanted I wanted something. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go with you. But we got to stop at Pliable and get a smoothie. I'm going to get the green smoothie, which arguably has the least amount of sugar. It's healthy. I'm going to get some fun add-ons. It is not healthy. I was lying to myself all last summer as I was gaining weight by the week that uh, eating one of those green smoothies a day was healthy. It is not healthy. Well, Well. potatoes, potatoes. So I'm like, I got to get a smoothie. And Nick's like, okay, well, we can't go to our usual place because we're, you know, we're on a timeline. But after we get these paper notarized, there's a smoothie place right there. And can I just say it? Shouldn't I just call it out? Yeah, you can call out. It's like you in want. Red Bank, in Red Bank, New Jersey, the pliable is uh, right there. So I was like, okay, so we'll go we'll get the papers notarized. So we get them notarized, and then I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get my smoothie, woo! And I, uh, I place, I go in there, place my smoothie order, and I, um, I'm standing off to the side, and I'm just kind of fiddling on my phone, you know, doing what we do to pass time, and I look up and I realize that the lady who is making the smoothies, not the woman who rang me up. But a different woman who's making the smoothies is not wearing a mask. She has no mask on. She's making my smoothie. She ain't got no mask on. I'm, 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 I'm starting to freak. I'm thinking to myself, dang, I just paid $15 for this smoothie. Yeah, that's a lot of money. $10 smoothie, a dollar bee pollen add-on, a dollar vegan protein add-on, tax, and a $2 tip. That's $15, friends. So I'm like, shit, she's just going to give me this $15 smoothie and I've got to throw it away? Well, I'm not going to drink it. She doesn't have a mask on. What what world are we in? And and now I'm also like looking around the place being like, what else are they not doing correctly? You know, you, you see one little thing like that. You get thrown. So I, t- I text Nick and I know Nick's just doing circles around the uh, the old the block waiting to pick me up. Parking's hard in Red Bank. I say to Nick, this lady is not wearing a mask. Should I ask for a refund? And then Nick just replies with a yes. Well, okay. So I did reply with a yes. And then you got a refund. Well, I did. Because you were just like, yes. And it was a simple reply. And I was like, yeah, this is simple. This is a simple thing. I'm just going to go up. And so she goes to hand me my smoothie. And I was like, I I "I, I don't want that. You made it without a mask. I'd like a refund. And she was like, what? And I was like, you haven't been wearing a mask the whole time. And I don't want that smoothie. I'd like a refund. And then the other woman who had rung me up with a mask on came over. And she was like, do you want me to remake it? I'll remake it. And I was like, no, I'm kind of like creeped out by the whole place. I'd just like a refund and I'd like to leave. Wow. And um, they were like, okay. And I don't know how I got this. I don't know where I got, I, I summoned every ball I've ever had and they all came out in this moment. And what's funny is once you pull back that curtain, once you allow yourself to speak up, a flood of emotions really comes through and then you have to like try and 
pull yourself back. Because once you speak up, it's hard not to start shouting. Because then people started coming in behind me and I uh, picking up their orders that they had previously placed. And I knew the lady had made it those orders without a mask, or at least I assumed that she did. She didn't like make their orders with a mask on and then take her mask off to make my order. That doesn't make any sense. So when these people are coming in, I had to really stop myself from being like, she's not wearing, she didn't wear a mask. She wasn't wearing a mask. Um, but I figured they could kind of tell what was going on at the cash register with me getting a refund. And that was enough information. They didn't need me to speak directly to them. Anyway, I got my refund and uh, Nick picked me up. It, it was uh, wild when she came back in the car and told me that she did it. Because in my from, from my point of view, Ashley sent me that text. I was driving around the block and I have an Apple Watch that I intended to use to work out with. And uh, bought it about two months ago. Still have not worked out. <laughs> with it but what it does do is buzz my wrist anytime anybody's ever trying to contact me in any way shape or form sounds like a nightmare it is text message email anything phone calls my my wrist is ringing so um i i like it for driving around because i will get you know i don't like to look at my phone while i'm driving unless i'm trying to catch pokemon of course but uh um, you know, I, I, uh, I get, I get a little buzz in my wrist and instead of having to look at my phone, I look at my wrist and it, as soon as it registers my face, it kind of shows me the text real quick. And it's actually saying, Hey, they're not wearing a mask. Should I get a refund now. What, uh, what the Apple Watch, and this is something Ashley doesn't know, what the Apple Watch gives you is just a couple of like pre-written responses. And one, the first one is, like it kind of is in is sort of intuitive based on uh, what the question if there was a question or something much like your kind of smartphone does when it gives you like options to or kinda, like Gmail yeah it gives like you like, want to respond with yeah Thanks, and it, it kind of knows that you've the certain keywords to kind of give certain responses so this one was clearly a yes or no question and uh, when Ashley asked me that question I looked at my watch my watch just said yes no and I just tapped yes. And just kept driving. And so Ashley then looked at it and went, oh, Nick says yes. So I must, uh, I should probably try and Well, you just said it with no explanation. And it was so simple. And I was like, yeah, this is simple. Like, (laughs) I'm overthinking this. I should just ask for a refund. Well, in my mind, really, it was like, "Mm, I don't know. Maybe you should just walk out of there. Or like, honestly, like, uh, just get the smoothie and throw it in the trash. All that would be just a little too hard for me to respond to. And so I just kind of decided to leave it up to the watch and just wrote, <laughs> yeah, and then you did it. And then when you came out and got in the car, I was like, you did it. And you were like, yeah, I did it. You told me to do it. And I was like, wow, I can't believe the power <laughs> of the watch. All I did was tap a button on my watch and then just kept driving. But for a moment, I did do circles around the place. And right after you had said that, I passed it. And I looked in, I noticed it was just you and the people behind the counter and I noticed like you were kind of like pointing and stuff and I had already known the situation because I had read the text on my watch and I was like well if there was a place for me to double park I was just in a mood where I feel like I could have double parked just opened up that door and like I wanted to act like an innocent bystander like who walked in and noticed that you were hey I got I really like in my fantasy I was gonna walk in and be like hey I noticed you were trying to give that nice lady a, a smoothie she paid for and you didn't make it with a mask I was watching the whole time I'm gonna have you arrested you know like I wanted to make a huge scene but I there was yeah, as I said before parking is tough in Red Bank so I uh, I chose not to but I was very glad that Ashley. Uh, uh, followed my watches, uh, the law of the watch, and actually went and uh, got the refund. I mean, I was very proud of her. I can't believe it. I can't believe I did it. But I did it, and then I was still hungry, 
So Nick took me to another smoothie franchise in another Fruitable. Another Com- the subdivision. Fruitable, which my sister claims has more sugar in it. So warning, guys, warning. And I'll say that everyone in there had a freaking mask on. Every there was staffed up and everyone had a mask on. And I was like, well, this makes me feel better. Maybe I mean we know that for a fact that the pliable that is in the town next to the town that we live in, uh, the woman who owns the place, uh, at least just uh, – she either owns that one or a few of them around here, was, tra- ca- was caught storming the Capitol. Right. So- well, she doesn't so, – okay, so she had a store called like Juice Beach and where they sold juice, and then they teamed up with Pliable. They opened that one location that's like this is uh, this is like a Pliable and a Juice Beach location, so you can get stuff there that you can't get at other Pliables. Which I always thought was like, oh, this is fun. But then, yeah, she stormed the Capitol, and now we'll never go back yeah, there. Yeah, there's a video of her storming the Capitol, which I found on uh, some sort of Facebook page for the towns around here so uh can't go back there also i did leave a bad yelp review so haha did you i did I what did. did you say i have a bad i have a i have a i'm gonna leave a bad yelp review account a burner account um and uh i've only used it a few times mostly in brooklyn and one time i i used it <laughs> i gave this uh, it's a. Uh, well, okay, so on this one, I'll, I'll keep with this story. On this one, I, I basically, when I noticed about the woman who owns the place and her face was, like, clearly there, like, storming the Capitol, like, with, like, a cohort of other Nazis or whatever else is going on, um, I was like, oh, that's fucked. And then, so I was like, let's go see if anybody else knows about this. And I went on Yelp, and, and three people had already, like, been like, did you know? And, like, with pictures... I just wow. kind of copied what they did because I felt like what they did was like the most like I didn't want to just do what I normally do with this account. But what they did was like, you know, one star, this person it should be in jail. And then like with a picture, they stormed the Capitol uh, where five people were were five people were murdered and blah, blah, blah. Like kind of quick facts on like why if you didn't know why storming the Capitol is a bad thing. <laughs> Here's why. Um, and the cliff uh, notes. and this person's like photo. And so what I did was just copy that format and with put the photo up there as well. Um, I, I'm not much for tanking a business. Uh, I've never given a one star review on my even on my burner account, but this business isn't gonna get tanked. This is in a very popular place and uh, it's uh, I'd be surprised if I want I didn't go there again this summer at also, some point. So heads up to anyone leaving a negative review, you always want to leave two stars because one star makes it seem too personal and emotionally driven. Not in this situation. It was pictures of the woman who owned the place. It's well, that's multiple. Different. That's it's, different. It's, you're just trying to tank a, a rating, basically, at this point. You're trying to get their rating to be lower. So if people just quickly check, like, oh, there's a pliable here. Oh, but it has two stars. I'm not going there. That's what you're trying to do in here. And and you know what? That's that's life. If anybody's upset that uh, people are putting bad Yelp reviews out there, that's life. I've done four in my entire life. And all the times I've ever done them, it's been three stars and a very lengthy and what I consider a funny description of why I'm doing it. Nick like really puts work into it. I did for a while. I was putting a lot of work. I had a character. I'm not going to say the name of the character because you'd be able to find my account. But I have a character and uh, I kind of I like to voice my opinions in that character's voice. I, I find it to be uh, fun to do. But there is one time I gave a five star review in, in on this account and it was the I believe it was the subway. 
by our apartment I gave I just decided to give that a five-star review because I had a good experience there once and I was like you know what this place has like three stars and for no reason and I feel bad for the guys that work there all night I'm like I'm gonna go put a five-star review at the Subway sandwich place hey you know what I did the same thing with the Planet Fitness down the street in Brooklyn that's good they only they were getting like three-star two-star reviews and I'm like what the hell? Everyone who works there is like nice and helpful. It's it's ten dollars a month, people. So what? You found a dead cockroach in the shower. Like, what are you expecting? You know? So yeah, I, you live around the corner where there's a bunch of dead cockroaches in your shower. Yeah. What do you think is gonna happen at the uh it's ten dollars a month and everyone the machines are clean and they work for the most part and people who work there are nice like leave them a good freaking review it pissed me off i have done that where i have gone and seen um like uh people a business getting a lot of bad reviews just because it's like not an expensive business like people will shit on like a subway or a planet fitness i've shit on a subway multiple times uh, in my partying days what <laughs> Never mind. Uh, um, I'm trying to think. I have a Yelp burner account too with a fake name, and I've only left one bad review, and I think it was three stars because a woman fire owned a restaurant and she fired my friend and then did not give her unemployment. And so I was like, well, I'm going to leave a review about how there are flies hanging out at the uh, at the hamburger station because I've seen it. <laughs> Anytime you're at a, in an establishment that has a hamburger station, you should probably leave. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so another thing that happened on our journey is, uh, so we get this this smoothie bowl, and I mean this smoothie, and we're like, okay. And I'm like, you know what? I'm really committed to running, and I've just been, I've got these uh, shoes I've worn out from my daily walks this past year. I need some new running shoes. We find this a store that is called Running World. I think that was it, or like running planet or something. We go in there to get me some running shoes, and then every man there just circles around Nick and tells him how cool his shoes are. I couldn't believe it. I'm like trying to get running shoes, and everyone who works there is like coming up to Nick like, man, those are some cool shoes you got. Uh, you matched them with your hat. It was two guys. It was They're two asking guys. Nick about the, <laughs> hey, are you getting excited about this new shoe drop that's happening? I couldn't believe it. The first guy it was, was like, like walking in there with a celebrity. The first guy was a, just like kind of like a real salesman mover and shaker, the guy that sold you your shoes. And so I, he was really putting the hard press on me as far as like sneakers go. I, I forget that this, I wasn't planning on going inside of a, a sneaker place. Uh, I, I didn't plan for it. But I forget that when I wear, if you wear, you know, uh, a decent pair, but basically non uh, sneakers that you can't buy like at uh, Foot Locker. If you walk into a Foot Locker with one of those on, the people at the Foot Locker, all they do is talk about sneakers all day long and think about sneakers, like because they they like live sneakers, and usually they like sneakers. Usually, so when you walk in, like of course it's kind of like rolling up at like. You know, like you're like uh, you roll up at like a uh, like some sort of like a trading card event, and like you're you're holding like a, like a Mickey Mantle card. People are like, hey, nice Mickey Mantle card. But if I was in like you know Wegmans and I had the Mickey Mantle card, people would be like, why is that guy holding a baseball card? You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like on the top of that's a bad 
example. I no, could have ju- I could have just stuck it. with what I had, what we had. People understand why. No, people... totally. So you I didn't need the example. I, but... Yeah, it's just this guy <laughs> was putting the hard press on. I mean, he was trying to sell Ashley sneakers. So I mean, he was doing everything he can to schmooze around. I've noticed, but. Then the second guy, that was like an older guy. The second guy came up to me and he started talking to me about like, he noticed that the type of sneakers I had, they, the way I got them is through that sneakers app that Nike has. And this kid was asking me like, Hey, are you going to, are you going to enter the raffle for tomorrow? And I said, no, I'm not going to buy those $200 fucking bright red Jordans. I don't need those in my life. But that's what was going on in that, in that store. And I forget sometimes it's happened to me multiple times at this point in my life i rarely go out of the house in uh um i would say i'm either gonna wear a pair of vans or if it's snowing or something i wear a pair of boots those days are fine but any other days if i'm walking out of the house and i walk into a sneaker store people are gonna look at my sneakers and make comments about them so and i also i do i do i i, I tend to match things up uh not super uh, I, I'm not wearing like you put a, an outfit uh, together. No, I'm not putting like a whole thing together where I'm like uh, people are like, whoa, who's this guy marketing for whatever brand that is? Uh, you know, I, I think I'd like to think I'm a little more subtle with it. And the guy, the first guy noticed the subtleties because I do have a hat and the hat is black and it has like a kind of like a gold writing on it. And the sneakers I happen to be wearing were black with some gold writing that matched pretty much to a T. And so he noticed that and he, t- he took and Ashley got embarrassed by it i didn't get embarrassed it's just like i said it was like entering somewhere with a celebrity but then we came home and friday's our date night as you guys know so we what about the what about when you uh told that guy you're gonna buy those insoles and then you had to tell him you weren't gonna buy them yeah well they were 75 dollar insoles like i was like yeah let's do the insoles and then he told me how much they were and i was like i'm good i'm buying 150 dollar running he was like but i complimented your fiance's sneakers yeah and then i was like we gotta get the freak out of here nick Get the car started. The thing is, when Ashley goes and gets shoes, I feel bad for anybody that's trying to help. Mostly me, because Ashley has no idea how sneakers are supposed to fit her, or any sort of shoes are supposed to fit her feet. She doesn't get it. She doesn't understand that, like, it's just, like, comfort. Like, you put them on, you're like, these feel good. Like, I walk around, I'm like, no, they feel good. Ashley has a strange mental complex where it's they're either too, there's either too much room or not enough room, and she's constantly it's depressing down on the complex. toe. My feet are two different sizes, and I have long toes. I have long, big toes. So one of the big toes sometimes will touch the end of the shoe when the other big toe doesn't, and then I'll get the size up, and then there's too much room. Okay, so I've got a strange foot. That's what it is, Nick. Back I don't off. Know. You, Back off. You'll buy shoes, and for a while. You will, uh, you'll just be like, I don't know if they feel right. I might still take them back. I don't know. I, I just don't and know. And another thing is that when you get running shoes, you're supposed to do half a size up. And I've always found that very confusing. Here's what I do. I usually stick to the same couple of brands. Like I have like a few brands and like whatever fits me in that brand, I've decided that's, I don't even have to try them on. You know what I mean? Like I, I order shoes off the internet. And uh, I, I I just ordered a size 12. It's a size 12. They come and they fit like a size 12. Why don't you know the size? Nick, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Why? What is this problem? We're talking been, about your shoe size. You've been doing, you've been harassing me about this my entire life. And I'm just telling you, your foot is not the same as my foot. I just We know. have different shoe experiences. Like, <laughs> get over it. We're just, not the same. I'm just fearful of when you put these shoes on again. You're just going to be like, I just don't know if they fit right. 
No, they do. They fit great. Have you worn them since? No, I don't need to. I put them on in the store and they were great. You don't need to. You bought them to wear them to work out. It's <laughs> rained every day since then. How am I supposed to run in the rain? People don't do that. You have been running. Yeah, I know. I've been talking about it. Okay. I haven't ran since I got the shoes because it's rained every day. All right. You don't run in the rain? No, I don't run in the rain. (laughs) I'm not that much of a runner. I don't run when it's cold out. I don't run in the rain. I don't run if I'm a little hungry. There's a (laughs) lot of things. There's a lot of stipulations about my running. Okay, anyway, can we move on? Yeah, go ahead. So we come home, we have our date night, which was watching old Disney movies, and we've kind of pivoted to like more of a, a TV binge on date night. And we're, we're very excited because we have three new episodes of the shows that we're watching to watch. And we're like, we're going to watch all three episodes. Uh, we have a new episode of Temptation Island to watch. We have the, uh, the new and the last episode of Real World Homecoming to watch. And we have a new episode of Mighty Ducks on Disney plus to watch the mighty ducks comeback so we're getting pumped we're feeling good the show i want to see the most we do not have a new episode of that came out last night i think um tournament of champions yeah on uh food network yeah that's a sunday show that's a sunday show so we're getting all cozy we're gonna watch our shows it's friday night we start with temptation island and then i guess like 15 minutes into temptation island I'm like, oh, this is the worst season ever. It's not redeemable. This cast sucks. I'm starting to get like, you're starting to pick up cues from Temptation Island that like the season's almost over. And it's like, wait a minute. They cut the season short. Like, wow. Even they know this season is a dud. Um, And I just feel, I, I don't know if this is like, the result of COVID casting, like they just didn't have that big of a pool to choose from, or if the the secret is out on Temptation Island, the secret being if you go on the show, you're going to break up. Because the first season, when they rebooted uh, Temptation Island on the first season, it felt like people didn't understand what was about to happen to them. You know, like it was kind of like, no, this is, we're coming here to work on our relationship. Like they seemed to believe that lie. And then on the second season, you could tell that like half of them didn't believe that lie, but like half of them still did. This season, it just seems like it's the cat's out of the bag like people know what the show's about and so they're either just like not participating with the singles at all or they're just straight up having threesomes with this the singles so it it, the the characters aren't interesting and i have nothing else to say (laughs) i'm glad you brought it up uh yeah I, I i agree it's just not a good season and and what you were saying is absolutely right the fact that the jig is up on what the show's about it kind of ruins the show a little bit these people are prepared to be on television ruining their relationships which makes it a little less uh, exciting although there has been uh, a relationship or two in this season that has sort of fallen into the trappings of we just came here because we thought it would be cool and now our relations have fucked up what the hell like there is that uh, one couple the uh um uh i don't even know their name i couldn't tell you their names in a million years big guy and pretty girl no no the white couple oh the guy the- well there's two white couples not the soccer player right lady. the yeah. other lady who's like my boyfriend brought me here and he likes to flirt with girls and i don't like it and i'm not too sure why i'm here and then she started seeing clips of like him getting getting lap dances and like really canoodling with uh, a young uh, pretty lady in his cabana and then uh 
he she was like wow like this guy really just came here to like fuck around and 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 like have fun and there's no other reason why i'm here and then she's like i don't know if i want to be with this guy and then now she's fallen for some other guy with a very very like a much thicker healthier beard yeah than, he's a dentist too uh and he's got no personality and it's so boring Bryce. Um, and uh, so now the guy uh, in the in the couple is seeing the bonfire clips from his uh, girlfriend, and it's just him, like her, getting very close to this guy, and then eventually making out. And this guy now can't believe that he's been betrayed and cheated on by the woman that he brought to here, brought on Temptation Island unwillingly. Like it's like a very like. <laughs> And honestly, there's a bit of that that is kind of fun for me to watch. I would say at this point, and it's the most exciting part of this, is to watch this guy break down and, like, after his bonfire sessions have to, like, all of the girls in, like, the in like the cabana are, like, trying to cheer the guys up. And he's just got, got like, an I want to cry face on while the girls are, like, doing, like, body shots around him and stuff. And to me, that's exciting to watch this fucking jackass sort of... <laughs> have his life be ruined on television it's part of the reason why this that's the charm of the show um you fell into the trappings you did guess what uh, the whole theme song is you're not gonna tempt me well guess what everybody's been tempted and and temptation island wins again in the end so we'll see what happens when the, the show is over there's a truncated season i mean this was what how many episodes was this like maybe 10 I would be surprised if it was 10. I, I would go with seven or eight. I mean, eventually it may end up being 10, but because it seems like the final bonfire yeah. is next uh, Tuesday or whatever, tomorrow. So I don't know. But th- this this relationship is the only thing that I'm I'm looking at that is going to be exciting. And I, I still think they might leave the island together. I, I don't I don't know. Um, I would say the other relationships, there's a... a, a Wait, before we move on to the other relationships, I want to talk about that guy real quick because he provided the only interesting thing that happened in this most recent episode, which is he sees the bonfire clips, he comes back to the house, he's really sad, and like they're having a party, and like clearly he's being a mope, and they're trying to like goad him into having fun, and then they're like... uh, And then he's like, okay, yeah, you can tell that he's like doing the mental gymnastics of like, yeah, I guess I am on television, and... Maybe I should have some fun. And they're like, give her a lap dance. Give her a lap dance. And he's like, okay. And he like gets up to give her a lap dance. And he's giving her a lap dance. And then the camera angle shifts. And you realize that he's like giving her a lap dance like three feet away from her actual body so that there's no physical contact. And Nick laughed so hard he rewound it and watched the scene like three times because he clearly the the setup to it was like yeah i've given a lap dance before and they're like what this guy just doesn't look like a lap dance guy uh and they're like do it and then so he got up and did it and he had he did like these moves like i would call it almost like if you remember like the 90s rap dance the butterfly it was like a half thrusting half grinding butterfly sort of combo like the twisting of like the thighs and the legs like he did like a slow motion move set (laughs) and like three feet away from her and because he was still like, well, I, I just don't want my friggin' fiance to see this and have sex with the guy at the butt. Like now you can tell like he knows yeah. the clips are going back to his his uh, his, his girlfriend or whatever. And, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. They they did. Sh- and he was right. They did show that clip, but they didn't show us initially when they showed her the beginning of the clip where he was just thrusting at her mouth. Like he was like up on the like the arms of the chair, like humping her face. So 
just like weird. He must have did that and realized, oh fuck, like I gotta back off, and then went three feet out, um, and did it, and that's what we saw. It was so cringy, so embarrassing, but uh, almost worth the price of admission of that episode. A, a very bad ep- episode of television. You were going to talk about the other couple. Well, the other couples are, it's just like, uh, you know, they're they're just kind of boring. I, I don't yeah. really. There's, there's not... like the soccer player girl and like her footlocker boyfriend. He works with her somewhere. Yeah. It's like the side who just, that guy seems like a, like, I hate to say it a little slow. Like he just doesn't, the boyfriend seems like she's, he's something wrong with her. He, she, his speech patterns are like uh, just a little odd. He was like, I'm so happy that I'm here and I, I love you so much. And um, I'm finding my I'm finally finding my confidence. Like it's like he's got a weird. <laughs> there's just a weird, and his face is like he he looks like a guy that like like God was like. And then I create a handsome man. Oh, there's not enough juice left in my. Oh shit. <laughs> and then so he looks like a guy that should be like a very handsome guy, but like just there's just a second where somebody wasn't paying attention when they were making him. <laughs> and so you're like. Yeah, yeah, he looks good. Oh, like, well, his face kind of looks it's a little uneven. There's something going on. No, no, he's 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 a good I think he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Now that guy I could tell, man. He, does, like a, he looks like a Ken doll that was like left in the sun. Right. And, like some of the <laughs> some of the features got a little smushy. What was the what was the uh was it like the the second to last season of Are You the One that we watched? There was one uh dating show we watched where like there was a couple of guys who just had melty faces. Yeah, was that yeah. the last Temptation Island? Well, the, the Cabana guys. The, the last guy from Temptation Island who had like the the pencil head that like it was like it was a Temptation t- Island yeah, guy. This yeah. is a guy they go for on. This is it's you, a kind of look they go for. <laughs> like it's like almost Instagram influencer. Yeah, you're like but, oh that guy's like Zach Morris 2021. You're like um. Maybe not, you know, yeah. his face just kind of A total Monet, as heads. what's her name would say in Clueless, a total Monet. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't remember who you were talking about. Uh, Where she says, like, if far away it looks like something, but up close it's a lot of um, dots. So I kind of like watching him, like, discover himself, and it's like, I'm trying to find my confidence. And you're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Like and what's then his going girlfriend on? Girlfriend is just like always like on the uh, in her, the girls' villa, being like, "I'm too controlling." And some dude like called her on like, "Do you know like maybe that guy's just too boring for you?" And he was like, "You're calling." She was like, "You're calling my my boyfriend boring? <laughs> He's not boring. I, the reason we're here is because of me, not because of him." And it's just like she's like losing it. Um, it, it's uh all in all. Uh, the show is has a few moments of brilliance, but the re- the majority is absolutely pure drivel. Up next is MTV's Real World Homecoming, which if you've been listening to the pod, you know we love. Um, and I will say this was less of a bummer than Temptation Island. It's still good. It's still fun to watch. It's just it's this, not very good. This last, it is good. I think it's good. Okay. I really do think it's good. I think it's compelling and I interesting, like and I'll continue to watch it. But this last um, episode was like really they were just putting the the real wrap up pressure on it. Like they were really trying to wrap it up with a bow. And so the first, let's say, 
20 to 15 minutes. It was a little too much. It was a little too sentimental. It was a little too nostalgic. Um, some highlights where we got to see Heather B's dad. We got to see like some footage of them having dinner like back in 1992. And that was fun. And then, of course, the biggest highlight was Bunum. That's right. No, no. Mary Ellis Bunum has passed away. We, oh. got, we got to see some clips of her. Murray. <laughs> Jonathan Murray came to the house. With, Jonathan Murray came to the house. With one of the original producers, who I just don't know, but it seems to be he had a, a big part in the first, maybe first couple of seasons or just the first season of the show. Yeah, um, he, had, he those two cast everyone. They seem to be like sure. the architects at not including Mary. And uh, yes, but the I mean, honestly, getting Jonathan Murray on a real world was, I mean, crazy. I, I've seen Jonathan Murray a few times speak about the real world. They used to do um, more like sort of like behind the scenes specials on certain shows. Uh, there was kind of like a behind the scenes um, show that they kind of would uh it would be uh, that mtv aired in the 90s where it was like some of their more more popular things like they would do like a retrospective on it and kind mm. of like talking heads sort of they would show clips and talk about the history of it and they had a real world one and uh jonathan murray um talked about the real world on there a few times and i thought it was kind of cool but this was Definitely the most Jonathan Murray I think we've ever gotten in it the was real amazing. world sense. It was great. He just came into the to the house and and uh, or to the loft and and just kind of chatted with everybody and kind of reminisced a bit. Um, did not know Jonathan Murray was gay. That, Got to uh, learn that that was something he was talking about when uh, he and Norman were sort of uh, speaking about the importance of Norman and and the character, if you will, of Norman on the first show about how important that was to show like. You know, just like an out person who is, uh, uh, and Norman's character was, um, uh, not about labels. You know, that was kind of his whole thing. He, you know, I believe he considers or considered himself bisexual then. But like, I, I do remember, uh, what re when I rewatched the first season a while back, that his sort of, uh, he, he just wasn't interested in, in labeling what his, like, sexuality was or what kind of, you know, person he was. He's just, you know, Norman. And uh, they kind of Very spoke, 2020 of him. Right. And that's something that, you know, Jonathan Murray and, and the other dude wanted to express. Like, you're so, you were so ahead of the curve on that, you know, just being like, why are we, uh, you know, labeling my, you know, sexuality or my sexual preference and stuff? It's, uh, you know, I'm he's fluid, you know, is, is what he was sort of trying to say. But, um, and that was like a very nice moment. And in that moment, Jonathan said, like, as a gay man, you know, uh, it was it kind of you helped me a bit, too, and, and all that stuff. And I had no idea that Jonathan Murray was gay. But of course, I mean, he came up with the docu soap opera that we all love uh, to this day. There's a the, definitely the real world doesn't seem like a, a construct that some straight white guy came. up. Yeah, with. it really doesn't seem like a straight white man's idea. Of I, I also and, and in a, not in a negative way, as you know, we love the real world. So. So, um, um, and the other thing that was kind of fun, uh, they did do a little bit of some clips of some behind the scenes stuff of Mary Ellis Bionum yeah. who passed away. And I, I really enjoyed the fact that she was really trying to call this a docu-soap. A yes. docu-soap. Yeah, we got to see, because I know that there was like in the beginning, I've listened to interviews, um, I think it was a Norman interview on Brain on the Brain Candy Patreon years ago. Um, and just other interviews in the past on podcasts where they talk about the first season specifically and them trying to create 
you know, dramatic narrative arcs in with the house guest behavior and like not knowing if it's a docu-series, not knowing if it's a soap opera and this idea of like, well, we're walking the line, we're a docu-soap opera. And it was so interesting because you, you were, we saw like the cast reacting to that. Like we saw Becky being like, listen, if that's what you want, you got to give me a script. Like what are the lines, you know? And they're like, yeah, no, Becky, no. 1991 Becky or 92 Becky. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think it's a better, a much better category for the television that we talk about here. I mean, unless a competition reality show, I mean, I think that's not necessarily a docu-soap, has the elements of it. It could be a competition docu-soap. Um, but like reality TV, I think that's why everybody got up in arms about reality TV based on the fact that you're, you're, you're using the word real. That's the key word there is real. And this isn't always the most real stuff. But it is definitely soapy, and it does have documentary stuff going on mm -hmm. with it. It is a docu soap opera. It's like I kind of feel like we could, we should have gone back and called this docu soaps instead of reality TV because yeah. I think people would be a lot less up in arms about what they're seeing, or, or like there would be a lot of a lot less like naysayers being like that shit ain't real. Right, 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 right. It's like, right. Well, it's not real. It's soapy. It's yeah. a docu soap. It's a docu soap. Um, I, I. I really did enjoy, uh, I love little tidbits, um, uh, getting kind of a look behind the curtain on like uh, this type of show. I mean, they've really made us believe that they really didn't know what they were doing in the first season. And like, I believe them. Yeah. It, it, it And it's interesting to me that they weren't sure what the show was going to be until it happened and then it happened and now they kind of had the blueprint of of how it would go and and if you could see especially on the earlier seasons they definitely were like we need a kevin we need a becky we need a you know they the, yeah. the, the, the first cast was kind of like the archetypes for what they would cast uh for like probably the next 10 seasons or so um and uh you know it was a fun watch um it, unfortunately it, 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 because of becky um it it was it was kind of ruined. That was like the entire season was one storyline about how Becky is a Karen. Um, and, and I'm glad she got, you know, kind of roasted a little bit on the show. She came off terribly. Uh, it, it was nice to have just sort of the timelines, uh, line up with, uh, them shooting this show and, and black lives matter being, you know, such a palpable movement. Um, and having Kevin in there and being able to show, I mean, if, as you know, like the clip, if anything, that first season was about, you know, uh, racial inequality, race, I mean, e race plus power equals racism. So, uh, it was, it was, uh, kind of a very poignant time to do this homecoming reunion. So I think they kind of struck gold in that way. And I hope they do it with every single freaking cast. Well, what would you like more? Every cast gets one of these or that they come back for a homecoming season two? Homecoming season two. You, you want to see these characters come back? I want to see back. these characters come back. Uh, I want to see Eric in the house. Oh, and God. Not having Gotta COVID. get Eric in the house. Uh, yeah, but Becky wouldn't come back. And wouldn't that be a problem? Do you think Becky wouldn't no, come back? No, I, I think she got fucking roasted on the show while she was doing it. And definitely, this was not a pro Becky edit. This was showing every little bit of Becky and using her as an example of what you should not 
be doing these days. And I'm cool with Becky not coming back. I'm cool with it too. I think I'm more interested in having every cast get a homecoming. The problem is every cast doesn't deserve a homecoming. Like even when you move to season two with Los Angeles, there were some moments on there and some characters on there that are great. Of course, Beth is on that season. You know, it's, yeah. it's great to maybe Beth is still in the in the in the in the world as she's on All Stars right now. So, but who else? I mean, David they voted out, and and the uh, the cowboy guy, the guy who the cowboy hat on. It's like I don't know if we want to see his fat country ass anymore. So, uh, we'll see. I I I, I doubt they do any of that. I'm more interested in them just keeping the real world All Star uh, challenge All Stars going. I, I think it's such a fucking gold mine <laughs> to keep uh, keep that happening over on paramount plus because it's so good i mean we watched the second episode and it was just as good as the first episode uh very enjoyable i almost choked on myself very (laughs) very enjoyable i'm sorry i'm looking at my phone because i have a dentist appointment tomorrow and these these people call me every day to confirm my appointment they were just calling me again i don't i'm so confused what is going on why you? Uh, it looked like you were looking at Instagram. Well, I uh, when, once I got on my phone, I realized I had a notification. Yeah, well. I had a notification. Yeah, this was fun. We recommend it. Next. Well, then we decided we were going to watch uh, to close it off. We were going to watch uh, Mighty Ducks comeback, and boy, that was a good episode. I'm starting to think this show ain't going to ever hit stride. <laughs> You know what? We watched. Hey, guys, I hate to break it to you, but the Mighty Ducks reboot on Disney Plus that no one's talking about isn't that good. It's bad. And like, I I don't know what I'm invested in it because we saw a glimmer of what it could be. And we were like, oh, cool. This show figured it out. It's going to do that thing, which is like focus on the kids and like. Let's see that dynamic. These are some funny kids. The kids are good. I like the kids scenes. Um, The constant going back and forth between the adults and their journey. I'm like, could not be less interested in the adults. And so much of the writing feels like um, sort of like lazy, like where it's like, oh, we need this thing. And then all of a sudden that thing appears. And it's like, there's no nuance happening here. And it's just... It's just it's it's a kids show. It's written for kids, so I should stop judging it and expecting more from it. But if it is a kids show, then focus on the freaking kids. Kids don't want to watch adults. This is my problem with this show. Okay, it's written where there are sort of sloppy things in the script that you would expect from a kids show that isn't being scrutinized by adults. Okay, so sort of like it's asking you to suspend uh, disbelief a lot in the script with things. You know, I'll just give you a quick example. Um, There the the don't bothers, which is absolutely the worst name of all time for anything they are having a really bad practice and Emilio Estevez who's playing the um, sort of like reluctant coach guy sees them having a bad practice and then he quickly scribbles down a play in the playbook of the mom who is the the coach for now and clearly she's not going to be the coach forever they're like setting it up where he's going to step in and take over so he scribbles this this play and it's like Literally, we see him scribble it. It takes like a second. And then we see the play and it's like three little arrows and like two lines. And we're like, okay, this is 
the simplest play of all time. And then we see the play happen in a game and it is so intricate and involves every single player doing something else. And it's just, it's this huge thing and it does result in them getting one point. And it's like, am I going to sit here and say that, you know, this kid's show that this kid's show has this glaring plot hole where we're supposed to believe that this half a page of scribbles resulted in this five-minute play. I'm not going to do that to a kid's show. But I'm not sure I'm watching a kid's show because half of the show focuses on the internal drama of these adults' lives. And I'm like, what are you trying to be? You know what I mean? If this is a kid's show, focus on the kids, have these sort of like flimsy plot lines. I'll go along with it for fun because we're watching a kid's show. Am I repeating myself too much? Am I making myself clear here? Take the adults out. Or if you're going to include the adults, then bring it to a level of, of sitcom writing that reflects that it is also supposed to be for adults. I think it's kind of fun. Like we finally get a little bit of coach Bombay's backstory here. I mean, we know his like full on backstory. He was a hockey player and then he became uh, an ex hockey player. And then he coached the mighty ducks. And then uh, once that became a, a, like a great team uh, in the third one, he, I believe he was the coach of like the college uh, uh, some college team or something like that. There, there was the, you know, and, and uh, those were all those movies, and so we get a little bit of that. Uh, he tells the story to the mom in this, and, and we find out that the reason that he hates hockey is because he got caught up in a scandal when a player who uh, on one of his college teams uh, who was kind or of— A player he was recruiting. He was recruiting. Needed. He didn't have tape for his stick, and so he bought him tape for his stick, and the college found out and uh, asked him to quietly resign, and he could never coach college hockey again see isn't that ridiculous does that make you mad that they're you're expecting an adult audience to buy that it's like he he hates hockey and he will never talk about hockey or look at hockey players or anything because also like the college hockey association or cares whatever about three dollar tape is like that diligent no they care about <laughs> you buying them uh an escalade that's where people get busted when you're buying cars and paying for the down payments anyway, on people at players parents house they wanted to Not make hockey him, tape yeah, but they wanted to make him seem like he was a good guy and not like some kind of scumbag who's buying like a yeah, car for a Yeah, but it's like that is a plot line that is not written for an adult show. That's written, ah, oh, the kids will freaking believe this. So, well, this is not an adult show. Is so, it not? It's, it's not. It focuses on adults so much. And there's a lot of kids stuff. Listen, I, I'm not, I don't want to defend the show. The, the show you're, stinks. It the seems sh- like you're defending the it. The show stinks. But here's my main issue, and this occurred to me during the third episode. I can't, I'm not interested in rooting against the Mighty Ducks. I love the Mighty Ducks. So the Mighty Ducks should be, the reason I'm tuning in is because I want to see the Mighty Ducks come back and do some sort of Mighty Duck stuff and do the Flying V, which is something I'm sure we'll see at some point in the show. And uh, all of the all of the cool uh, Mighty Duck stuff, like they're the villains and it's just not really working for me. Like I don't care about the don't bothers. You know, I, I'm a Mighty Ducks fan. So I just think as, as a, uh, um, it's poor a poor planning on the people who who came up with this concept because you know i imagine mostly kids on disney plus will watch this and may the either watched the original mighty ducks stuff and been like oh cool there's a mighty ducks thing and they saw it and now the mighty ducks are bad or you know it's like a guy like me with like a son with my like son or something and being like hey the, the mighty ducks have a new show like i used to watch the mighty ducks when i was a kid like let's watch this junior and then we tune in 
And the Mighty Ducks, you know, are mean. And then at the end of the third episode, we go, well, you know us, Junior, we should watch uh, the original Mighty Ducks movies because uh, those were great. And then, like, we tune those in, and then, like, that kid is like, I don't want to watch this. The Mighty Ducks are evil. Like, why would I want to watch their their origin story? Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I mentioned this. I was on a friend's Zoom yesterday, and I mentioned uh, this as uh, one of them has, has, has watched a little bit of this and also didn't like it. But uh, somebody said, like, nobody wants to see the rise. Why would like, Dad, why would I want to see the rise of Hitler? And it's just like, yeah, that's kind of how it. I don't know if you can. I don't (laughs) know if those are two comparable. It made me uh, it made me laugh in the moment because it it was uh, it was an extreme example. But it was like that. The Mighty Ducks are evil pieces of shit in this uh, game. In this 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 spinoff series, they are like huge bullies. It's not a spinoff. This is in the universe. This is just like another installment in the in the Mighty Ducks series, which makes no sense to me that they're bad. Yeah, I don't. Are, are at some point, I imagine the Ducks will turn good, you know, and the coach will change, and the Ducks will be back, and and they'll like. I don't know. I imagine there's going to be some point in this series in which the Mighty Ducks will be good again and we'll all like the Mighty Ducks. They can't just be villainous. I understand what they're doing. They're doing the Cobra Kai thing, I guess, but it's just like really poorly done. And and, and yeah, you're right. We should not watch this show anymore. And I just don't think that we will. I I'm going to keep watching it. What? No, you're I not. I am. I'm invested in the series. No. Yeah, I'm going to keep watching it. The series sucks. But I can't wait for what we're watching tonight. I'm so excited for that. The tournament or of champions. Yeah, I can't wait for that. It's my favorite show right now. Um, so in the beginning of this episode, I said that I had revisited a classic reality television show, and I am just so happy to tell you guys that I am watching season three of Are You the One? Okay, one of my favorite reality shows of all time on MTV. I jumped into Are You the One? I think season five, maybe season four, but I'm pretty sure it was season five. Whatever Tori Deal and Cam's season was, was the season that I watched, which was really the last season they took people from to be challengers. Um, so, But I'm watching season three, which was like the all-star cast that ended up on the challenge. We've got a young Hunter, a young Nelson, an Amanda Garcia, a Brittany. I can't believe these characters that we are seeing on this television show that I, I know and love from the challenge. And now I'm seeing them be little bitty babies on Are You the One season three. Nick had previously watched it. I don't know where I was. This came out in 2015. So we were together and you were watching it. And I guess I just was not on board. 2015 was my busiest year. Um, That's when I had the most heat in show business. I know that because that is the year where people started stealing my identity online. Um, So that I knew was like, that's my year. So I was very busy. I didn't watch Are You the One? Season three. I watched all of them. I've seen every Are You the One episode ever aired. How do you feel about that? Now I'm watching it now. I'm jealous. (laughs) Now I'm watching it now, and it's so great. I mean, I just love... Oh, Devin is on it. I can't believe I didn't say Devin. Devin, Hunter, Nelson, Brittany, Amanda. I mean, these are people that I love. Devin is easily the star, would you say, so far of Mm -hmm. this season? But Amanda is as well. Amanda is big on this show Amanda's getting Mm -hmm. a lot of screen time. She already got into a fight with the host and uh, loving Amanda, 
Brittany, we're barely getting much of. Hunter, we're getting a little bit of. Nelson, we're getting none. We're just getting some Nelson reaction face shots, which I enjoy. I don't think they realized what to do with Nelson yet at this point um, in the challenge in the MTV universe. I don't believe Nelson's going to get much on this season at all. I think Hunter's going to get more than Nelson because Hunter's like, oh, shucks, I'm from the South. I've never seen nothing like this before. That's like oh my God. Hunter's character. Cheyenne is there, too. Yeah, Cheyenne is there. Um, of course, uh, Corey's baby mama. Um, well, the thing that's so fascinating is that Cheyenne and Nelson have like a... Okay, so Nelson is Corey's, you know, best friend. Cheyenne was Corey's girlfriend who eventually had their daughter, Ryder. Um, and what's so interesting is that Nelson and Cheyenne have like a spark that they're pursuing until they get a full blackout and they realize they're not perfect matches. And then they stop talking to each other in another universe they never got that full blackout they think they're a perfect match they stay together for the entirety of the show they actually kindle something real and then they learn that they're not a perfect match in the truth booth but their relationship has gone too far at that point they stay together and then cheyenne and Corey never hook up i mean the the, the possibilities are endless and i'm just fascinated by all of these crisscrossing fates that we are seeing spilling out before us. Things could have been, we could have been living in such a different world mm -hmm. if some of these mm -hmm. perfect matches mm -hmm. didn't get blacked out. Yep. There is a, the first moment that we, on, on our, in our world, in our television world, that Devin and uh, Nelson. Nelson have together is when uh, they're doing their perfect match, their, their matching lighting ceremony and uh, Devin's up there, and then Nelson calls Devin out for basically playing two girls. Yeah, and he's like, did you or did you not say you were going to try and sleep with both of them? And yeah. Devin's like, what? Yeah, and that's and Nelson... the first moment. I'm like, wow, like immediately they're like at odds with one another, and I'm like, I'm wondering why we're the only ones that have the insight to possibly play this when uh, Devin uh, uh, basically uh, con uh, constructed the demise of Nelson's game this season. Yeah. On 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 the challenge, double agents. I mean, if you don't forget, Amber M, who is partners with Nelson, uh got into uh well basically Devin just kind of like uh, bullied her in a situation and Amber M uh, got Nelson involved and then woke Devin up out of a out of a, a deep sleep in his bunk and then Devin looked at us and said, I'm going to do everything I can to get him out of this game. And then he did. Why didn't you show this one? This first moment they had on television. Yeah. I wish that I wish that the fucking producers and editors would have some foresight and how to you, put together a show. Give the super fans like me that Easter egg. Give it to pay us. Pay us some some homage that we're paying attention. OK, we're paying attention. Do you think a it's because song. MTV is trying to sort of like distance themselves from the Are You the One franchise? Nah, they're just like nobody cares, and we don't remember. It's wow. like we, we we only have a couple minutes to work with here, so it's like who cares? And it's like okay, I guess you're right. Okay, I guess you're right. And uh, you know what? I guess this is the end of the episode, folks. Guys, thanks so much for listening. If you haven't rated us five stars yet, please do and sign up for our Patreon and just think about us every day and think. Oh, wow. I love them. That's great. That's all that we ask. That's all that we ask. Okay, folks, we will talk to you for our recap of what I assume may be the first episode of the final of the challenge, Double Agents. Wow. Talk soon. That'll be out on Thursday. Bye. Bye. Bye.